I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. My name is AJ. My name is Richard. And I'm Nick. Nick's here today, our very special um, guest star on film franchise Fortnite on the Cold Popshire podcast. Yep, you're a guest star. Nick's also, um, he's also my brother, but I don't know if that'll come up much. Um, and Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, kind of makes it less of a special guest star. Yeah. <laughs> or, or more yeah. of no, a special guest star. More of a tag along. <laughs> um, cool, so this is of course a podcast where usually Richard and myself, but today Nick as well, we pick a movie franchise at random and we try to watch all the episodes or um, movies in that franchise uh, in the fortnight and then talk about it and... Um, this fortnight we had the Evil Dead franchise. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish there were more synonyms for the word franchise. Yeah, like, like, it's not a trilogy. Yeah, series. <laughs> yeah, but series. but you know what? The problem with series is that it has a funny plural. Like, if you want to say more than one, it's still the word series, and it kind of I don't know for me that that jacks me up a bit because I'm trying to be like series is. And then you've just said series is, and can, no one will take you series. You could say saga. Saga. Sagas, sagas. yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Although that the makes you think it's Vikings. <laughs> sagas. Um, cool, so the Evil Dead saga. franchise, Saga. <laughs> the Evil Dead Saga. This is a fascinating franchise. Yeah, it's an incredible saga. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this franchise is sort of why I wanted to do this podcast. Because nothing, I don't, I can't think of another franchise on our list that has utilized the idea of the franchise as weirdly as the Evil Dead has. Yeah, you know, this is a weird series. So if you're not familiar with it, um, the Evil Dead saga in its entirety consists of four films, a TV show, six video games, oh. several comic book series, and an off-Broadway musical. Do you guys know that? Yeah. I did. I've been waiting for it to come to New Zealand, but I don't think it ever will. Mm -hmm. So um, we mainly, of course, focused on the four films in the series. Um, Nick, you've watched... Yeah, I've watched watched the TV show as well. I've I've watched a little bit of it to sort of do some research. Um, Richard... Uh, I am not privy to the television side. Dude, you got to get on that. Um, So the four films uh, are... The Evil Dead, directed by Sam Raimi in 1981, who then went on to direct Evil Dead 2 in 1987. Army of Darkness, the third film in 1992. And then a reboot simply called Evil Dead was directed by uh, Feed Alvarez in 2013. And all but the reboot starred Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. And the main characters in the reboot were a bunch of actors you've never heard of. Except one of them was um, the Jesus of Suburbia. There the you go. There you go. Which one was that? Uh, was... The guy gets stabbed in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we remembered the characters' names. Uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah. Eric. David. Is he in that music video? Yeah, he's the Jesus of Suburbia. Lou Taylor Pucci. I, remember, I always I was... thought the Jesus of Suburbia was um, like what, the, 
What's the name of the singer? Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Yeah, Billy Joe. I thought he was the Jesus. Yeah, no, he was. Um, yeah, I was always I was always following and waiting for him to blow up, and then I got bored of waiting, <laughs> and so I didn't Google him for years. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I saw him, he was in the in the cast what? with us. You mean blow up is in like get big? Yeah. No, like, like oh, man, he's in a Green Day music video. He's gonna be huge. Yeah, but he's kind of like weedy and weird looking. Yeah, he is. I, I thought he was the worst either. actor in the film, personally. He was the only one who didn't feel yeah. like a real person. The, yeah, no, no, no. The, 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 the needle in the eye part's probably the the best. Bit yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, before we keep talking about needles and eyes and things, um, Richard, do you want to summarize the plots of the four films? But can you do it like? It's not a dramatically weird way to like explain um, the progression right, well, of a series. Okay, so first of all, the first film in the saga, um, <laughs> the Evil Dead, the epic um, saga, the, the, the epic saga, um, was is called the Evil Dead, and it stars um, Bruce Campbell as as you've already mentioned, um, and him and <laughs> his friends. This is some top summary. These yeah, him and his friends. Um, they go to a cabin in the woods, and uh, they find the Necronomicon, um, and then kind of just shit hits the fan. That's a book, um, by the way, the Necronomicon. Yeah. yeah, did you notice that it was called something different in the first film? The next no- Necronomicon Ex Mortis, was it? No, that, I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, the word it Necronomicon was, it was, wasn't in the first one. Yeah, film. Necronomicon okay, wasn't yeah. in the first one. They, it was obviously, like, because Necronomicon is from H.P. Lovecraft, right? Okay. And it's like his trope of yeah. the, the evil book that summons demons and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, and they were obviously stealing that yeah. um, for the first film, but kind of... <laughs> didn't want people to know yeah and then it's sort of like well we know what he's going to explain what happens with the second film soon mm. but um it's they kind of just threw everything out the window after the yeah. first film yeah. and went right fuck it let's just um steal these ideas mm. yeah well anyway, it's, continue. It's, it's pretty much yeah um the second film um ash like obviously you know he had a good time in the first film um <laughs> so he decides to head on back to the cabin take his new girlfriend no it's cut. the same girlfriend you guys no, know it's that, a different, right? Well, yeah, it's the same girlfriend as a different actress. It's a different yeah. actress, but they're both named Linda. Right. It just sort of rewrites. I think just has just a... by the way, all of his friends die in the film yeah, yeah, after yeah. they get to the cabin. Um, so yeah, he goes back to the cabin and um, basically the same thing happens. <laughs> it's just done as um, a But then at the end of the film, he obviously gets transported um, back to like the Middle Ages. <laughs> And uh, then the third film... Logical jump. <laughs> he, and the third film, which closed off the original um, epic saga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has to find his way back home, basically. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good summation. <laughs> yeah. um, not really skipping over anything important um, or out of the ordinary. Uh, and then the, the new one in, yep. in the saga, like reinventing the saga, Evil if Dead you will. 2K13. Yeah, ED2K13. Um, <laughs> that is basically a retelling of the first film bunch of friends yeah. go and Necronomicon s- mm. stirs some shit and mm. they um yeah just generally have a pretty bad time <laughs> so um what fascinates me about the evil dead series is that each maybe not the the reboot the reboot of obviously since it's changing things is a bit different the original three films are all distinctly separate genres which i can't think of another example of a franchise where you've got a, you start out with a genuine um, backyard filmmaking horror, move on to a comedy, move on to a medieval time travel movie. Mm. Like, they, I've, I've, and if, like, if I were to summarise how polarising the series is, I would say that each of the films feels like they were trying to start a new series or a new legacy, which was then uh, usurped 
by oh, that's the not next, a word <laughs> by the next film in the franchise because like and that that actually happened and and a few well a that's few, kind of, of the, the 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 cursed life of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell really isn't it like I mean Bruce Campbell especially like you know he started playing the role of Ash yeah when he was you know twenty something yeah mm. um and he's what like. It's got to be late fifties now. Yeah. Late fifties now, and he's still playing Ash. And I, that's something that I thought was weird watching the series. Is it's unique in the sense that this same actor has been playing the same role his mm. entire life. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can you can look at people like Harrison Ford's been playing Han Solo his whole life, but there was a a huge gap where that wasn't a part of his life. What? Whereas Ash has been a part of. Bruce Campbell's life, either through movies or video games or, or tribute movies, Comic Con, yeah, 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 like yeah. That. yeah. Um, Whereas I think Harrison Ford's, it's more that like Harrison Ford has made a quite a career outside of Han Solo. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah, Campbell yeah. is Ash. Yeah, yeah well, that's yes, the thing. Exactly. Bruce Campbell, after the Evil Dead movies, he just like I, I like to tell people he made an art form out of B grade horror yeah. because literally all he did was act in B grade horror films. Yeah, and basically, as from what I've seen. Played pretty much the same character, yeah. mm. just yeah, by yeah. different names. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen all of them. Um, do you, so noticed. consider this, guys. So, granted, um, the first film happens, then at the start of the second film, they retell the story, the events of the first film, changed with different actors. In fact, all his friends are gone. It's just him and his girlfriend, but it's the same character because her name's Linda. So I'm guessing either that or he really likes girls. He really likes to take girls you know, named Linda to cursed cabins in the woods. It's not impossible to like <laughs> just like girls with a certain name. So yeah, the first the first film happens. The second film they sort of retell it, um, and then the third film starts and he's retelling the story again with different actress a different actress playing Linda. Like yeah, so third, three third yeah, Linda. three times the story is rewritten. However, in Ash vs Evil Dead, which I've seen three episodes of now. That he retells the story and he uses the original movie's hmm. origin. He talks about his all his friends, not just him and Linda, right? And it shows clips from the original movie. So consider this. I worked this out. With the exception of the um, ending to Army of Darkness and the reboot, um, the entirety of, the, of Ash's journey takes place over six days. Now think about that. Think about who Ash is in The Evil Dead. He's not even the main character. He's just a character who happens to survive. I don't think they were trying to make a sequel with it, right? So he's just the guy who survives. Then in the second one, he's gone a bit crazy, so you can sort of believe they're the same character. It's a, it's a bit more um, loopy, you know? Yeah. And then in the third one, he goes back in time and is this brutal, like, shotgun-wielding, chainsaw-wielding, like, uh, one-liner one machine. And this is the same person. From the first yeah. Evil Dead, Dead movie, starts out as this one character across the, the less than a week has at least two love interests, like blatant love yeah. interests. <laughs> one of which is his like longtime girlfriend who dies, and then two days later he gets with a with Miss a, Honey from Matilda. <laughs> is that who it yeah. is? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but she's from medieval times, yeah. right? Um, so, so I just fine. holy like, shit. It. Okay, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's the yeah. same character. So that 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 baby-faced Bruce Williams, Bruce Williams, Ash, <laughs> Bruce Campbell, Ash Williams, Bruce Williams, um, that that baby-faced Bruce Campbell you see at the start of the Evil Dead that makes you go, "Ha This is an old movie." Is a six days younger version of the Hail to the King, baby. 
Ash yeah, at the end of but, Army of Darkness. But I, I mean, you've got to consider, I guess, whether the first movie and the second movie happen <laughs> or replace like, each other. Yeah, 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 whether one replaces the other or whether they're like parallel timelines mm. or yeah, what. Yeah, because yeah. this, you know, the second movie, as you mentioned, is basically retelling of the first one. Well, I think maybe we should clarify what this what that means a bit. So, like. We were talking before this podcast, um, before we started recording, that we'd all heard this rumour that Sam Raimi, in between um, The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, had lost the rights to The Evil Dead and had to retell it um, for Evil Dead 2. I couldn't find that information online. It could be true. I couldn't find that exact thing. There's a lot of information mm. about losing rights, but not that specific yeah. nugget, right? Yeah. Um, so um, the second movie very briefly sums up the events of the first movie. In probably the first five minutes, and then does it? Yeah, he 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 arrives with his girlfriend. She gets possessed. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. So it, it all but happens. It's not like a flashback. Some no, like no, 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 no. The Evil Dead. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, if, if you had just seen the Evil Dead two by itself, you'd be like, "This is a very fast moving story," right? Sure. Um, yeah. So so it all happens in the, probably the first five minutes. He tries to escape. He can't. He goes back to the cabin. Has to stay another night there. But it's basically the same. Journey. It's basically we want to make the same movie again with more of a sense of humor and more of a budget, which was definitely a yeah good, a good a, a good a good idea. Um, the first yeah. one's fun, but it's um. Mm. <laughs> I I as okay. as as a so, as a filmmaker, I thought it was fun. So I I am a, a long time fan of Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Um. I think I I saw it when I was thirteen. Yeah. Um. Dad bought it home. I think I saw it too, and I would have been 10. And and so, um, actually, no, he brought home um, Army of Darkness, because we couldn't find Evil Dead 2. So Army of Darkness was the first one I saw, and I thought, this is fucking weird. (laughs) Um, Because he told me it was a horror film, and so that was my first experience, really, with like a proper horror film from like the R-rated section, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't. A horror (laughs) film. Um, And then, then, um, like, you know, when I was in bands and everything, there was a band that, like, did a song called Dead by Dawn, which is the title of Evil Dead 2, or the subtitle. Um, So I've been watching that movie at least since I was, like, 15, Mm -hmm. um, over and over and over again. So I I hadn't seen the first one. I'd only seen Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. So Mm -hmm. I watched the first one the other night, and... Um, I thought that the first, like, I guess, act of it was genuinely, like, spooky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then once it hits the second act, it sort of (laughs) quickly descends into just a lot of screaming, Mm. a lot of blood and guts, and not really any plot. Like, it was just the same, you know, all the scenes sort of became interchangeable to me. There's a lot of claymation. Yeah, the claymation (laughs) at the ending was great. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that middle section, it was like, I... You could have muddled the scenes around mm-hmm. completely, and I probably wouldn't have been able to tell that they were out of place. Right. Um, yeah. So I didn't like it because of that. But the first act was yeah. great. So while we're on this subject, um, so you would say Evil Dead Two is your favourite in the series? You might not. I don't know. Um, in a way, yes. Yeah. It's a. Because, I think they're all pretty good because I've watched it so many times, and I know the story off by heart. I have like a complicated relationship with mm-hmm. it now because. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking boring to me now, um, but it still has yeah. in my in my head 
um, this like fond memory of it and uh, and watching it and going holy shit he's got a chainsaw for a hand mm. um, and really enjoying it so like I still enjoy it in that sense but every time I'm like you know like I meet someone who hasn't seen it I'm like you've got to see it you've got to yeah. see it and we put it on and like 20 minutes in I'm like oh yeah. gosh <laughs> it's like me um, with um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas right trying right, to yeah. show people that and it's like I've just tried to show the wrong people that movie yeah and <laughs> so um, I guess Evil Dead 2 is my favourite in the sense that I'm very nostalgic about it and, mm-hmm. I guess, protective about it in yeah. a way. Um, but that being said, because um, mm, Evil Dead 3, sorry, Army of Darkness, uh, I, I wouldn't say that's my favourite either. Um, I think... <laughs> I don't know, it's difficult because I think to date... What I've enjoyed the most from the franchise is the TV series. That's but cool. that's because it's new, I guess, yeah, and it's yeah. modernised. Yeah. Um, so it's easier to get into, and, and because it's a long form of storytelling, yeah. um, they can do a lot more. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I like them all cool. fairly equally and also hate them fairly equally. <laughs> so, Richard, what would you say your favourite? Um, I'd probably definitely say that Evil Dead 2 is my favourite. Yeah. I should explain, so... I saw Evil Dead 2 probably around when I was 14, 15 I watched it like one of my first years of high school because me and my friend were doing like we'd watch get out just a bunch of shitty zombie movies every night and for some reason Evil Dead 2 was in the zombie section I, probably, I wouldn't really call it a zombie film no but we we got there and so that was, until a couple of nights ago that was the only one that I had seen mm-hmm. um, I'd always been meaning to watch Army of Darkness but um, and then when the reboot was announced um and when the trailer came out, I was terrified of it. I, I don't watch horror films at the best of times. This one was like that that craft knife scene from the trailer. I oh, um, that was that was great. Could not watch. A girl chops it or like makes out with licks, a craft licks knife. Tongue, licks a craft knife and chops her tongue, tongue in, in two. into two. Yeah. Um, and like when it was out in the cinema, my girlfriend at the time tried to get me to go see it. Yeah. Like. It, like, I remember so distinctly like for three hours she was like trying to convince me to go to this movie I was like no I'm, I'm never going to watch this film and I remember like lying in bed that night thinking can I get through the rest of my life without ever having to watch this film mm-hmm. and I didn't obviously count on this podcast existing this little time. podcast a few years later turning up <sighs> and in then, your life and hence my reaction last time when we got this <laughs> and I was like just so defeated I knew I had to do it this um, is great this is the best this is the best story and then um, <laughs> so I had my rules for watching e- the ED2K13 mm-hmm. were I can't be alone yeah. and I have to watch it in the middle of the day on a weekend yeah um and I did that today. You were there, AJ, and it was like what, like two o'clock on the yeah. Saturday. And um, to be honest, um, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's like it's the kind of like it was cringy kind of mm. horror. Like mm. it makes you kind of squeeze yeah. up your face, but it's not the kind of thing that it's going to keep me awake at night. To um, and to add a little bit of comparison, I watched ED Two K Thirteen by myself at about two a.m. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think. What is it? E day. E D two K thirteen. I don't really think that it's a horror film. Um, yeah. I like. Like we were talking. Uh, I was saying before the podcast. I went to. Um, I went to like the premiere of it. Like mm-hmm. big couch seats. Yeah, like yeah. Free food, and I took my my girlfriend at the time along, and. Um, 
and she knew nothing about the movies at all um, mm-hmm. so she thought it was a horror film and I went in there with the knowledge of Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness mm-hmm. um, and we came out having seen two completely different movies because she thought it was gross and terrifying yeah. and I laughed all the way through yeah, it that's a real especially good, um, with the craft nine, knife yeah, scene yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a real good summation of what the ser- the entire series does to people like some yeah, people go yeah. and expect it so people go watch watch these movies and see two different movies yeah yeah <laughs> you know having said all that yeah. um i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Evil Dead 2 is probably my favorite. Um, and then Army of Darkness. Like, watching Army of Darkness, I was like, if I hadn't watched the other two, mm-hmm. and I was like... How could anyone watch this and think it's a good film? Army of Darkness. Seen the other ones? Army of Darkness is objectively a bad film. Oh, it's a terrible film. But it's like, <laughs> but if you're on board with Evil Dead and, and um, loving like Bruce Campbell, most it's brilliant. Most cult movies are objectively yeah. bad films. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, put the Evil Dead um, third. So I still able to enjoy it. To me, that one that creeped me out the most. Yeah, okay. because that was the one I watched at night. And then you're like, oh, sorry, what one? Uh, the Evil Dead. Oh, the first um, one. Yeah, the first, the first one. one. And so I had to. I watched that one at night and then AJ you were like oh you have to come around inside this form and I, I didn't want to go outside <laughs> and then he um, was afraid little play-doh monsters were going to come <laughs> steal your um, soul steal your soul yeah so that's, that's me cool well so um, just for the sake of completion I'll, I guess I'll read out the Rotten Tomatoes critic and audience scores for each film love to hear that um, so The Evil Dead uh, the Critic score is 95 and the audience score is 84. Hmm. For Evil Dead 2, the uh, critic score is 98 and the audience score is 89, so that's pretty good. Um, Army of Darkness uh, critic is 72, audience is 87. And ED2K13 uh, critic score is 61 and the audience score is 63. So it's the lowest by quite a bit, but I I think... I don't think that speaks to how it stands as a movie by itself. I think it's... It's generally pretty well regarded. Yeah, like, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, it wasn't a disappointment. I mean, like I came away feeling pretty satisfied I think, with yeah. the review. I thought it was cool. I thought um, it was a, it was a pretty good. I've never seen a movie that used um, getting over drug addiction as like a. That was a really brilliant. Yeah. Um, form of developing. Yeah, the yeah. I thought because it it um, you know it made. I, I don't know. It's it's difficult to say who the narrator is of that film but yeah but it made whoever it was unreliable because mm. um you know there's this drug addiction going on so yeah, it's like yeah. is there is it hallucinations exactly and, which i thought like, um, what's going on you know and that's sort of been done with um it, it follows and the babadook are both, yeah yeah well i i mean i on my on my blog that i run i did a uh, article on like ambiguity and horror cool and like that's in my opinion, the most important thing that mm-hmm. you can have in a horror story is ambiguity. And um, like I, I talk a lot about um, uh, everyone knows who Stephen King is, right? He did a um, a book called uh, Dance Macabre, um, or Macabre. 
I hear different pronunciations all the time, but um, anyway, so he did this book on um, on the genre of horror. Yeah, um, and this thing that stuck to, stuck with me. He talks about um, horror is like having your audience creep up towards a door at the top of some stairs mm -hmm. that a monster is hiding behind. Mm -hmm. And it's all about building the suspense till they get to the door. Um, but you've got to be really careful about opening the door and showing them the monster. Because if you show, show them the monster too soon, the audience like gasps, but he says it's like a gasp of relief because they see the, the giant praying mantis outside the door <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they go, Oh, thank God. I thought it was going to be bigger. I thought it was um, going to be a, a physical allegory for drug addiction. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, and, but then on the flip side, you don't want to show it too late because then the audience leaves going, wasn't that supposed to be a horror film? Mm -hmm. Like, where was the monster? Um, and so, yeah, like ambiguity is so important in horror because you need to have this thing of like, you kind of want to show the monster in a way that makes people go, was that really a monster yeah. or was that something in my own head yeah. just enough that it scares them um in two ways i reckon um uh first obviously like the literal shit there's a monster mm -hmm. but then if if you can send an audience going away saying was that monster real or was it in my head then like then they can easily jump to the next question of is there a difference? Yeah. Um, cool, you know, if it's as scary in my head yeah, as if dude. it was outside, is there really a difference? And so um, the, the drug addiction thing in the, the reboot was very clever, I thought, because, uh, I mean, up until, I guess, oh, even in the ending, you could say that it was could it all be yeah. in the character's Mia. head, you know? Mia, name is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rant over. No, nah, that's cool, <laughs> man. That's really, I think that's really valuable information. Yeah. Watching Evil Dead, the ED2K13, the main reason I was like, okay, I've got to do this, was I just wanted that feeling of relief of having watched it. Because I, I was more yeah. scared of feeling scared during the film than I was yeah. of actually anything that would happen in it. Yeah. Um, and I was just, yeah, it's that gasp of relief. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, jump scares. Yeah. Jump, hate, who needs them? Yeah. Who needs them? Lazy. I mean, like, you think about this, the most scared you've ever been in your life, and it's not the time your friend jumped out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it's like... Oh, we were like in the middle of nowhere. We heard this noise, and yeah. we were all freaked out. But it's like if it someone was, it jumped out and gave you a fright, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, no, it wasn't scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, well, I mean, that's like uh, that's the difference between getting a just fright. scare yeah. Yeah. and like something like like you know, I mentioned H.P. Lovecraft at the start. Um, uh, his whole thing was cosmic horror, which yeah. is like the atmosphere of dread of like standing there and going, "Fuck!" Like, mm. I there's no hope. Yeah. Life is pointless. I'm pointless, and there's probably big, giant tentacle monsters out <laughs> in space that are going to squish me because I'm like an ant to them. Yeah. And that's that's what real horror is. I think is that that terror of of the meaningless of yeah. existence. Mm. You know, um, and and all the best horror writers, I think, um, no, touch on that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Whether it's in film or books or TV or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. Well, um, back to back to Evil Dead. We're now gonna gonna move on seamlessly to um, a little segment we do called continuing the, the franchise, the, the continuing the saga. And um, so basically, there's a segment where um, everyone here. Uh, this time it's three people. Usually it's just two. We'll think of a way to continue the saga and yeah. um, make more money out of it. Again, just like with Ghostbusters, just like with the Mummy, this is a particularly hard franchise to come up with an original. 
continuation of because they've done so much already. And on that topic, um, even Evil Dead is, and, and it's in its prime at the moment has got some pretty outlandish ideas of continuing the franchise. Um, Sam Raimi's been trying to do Army of Darkness 2 and they're trying to do a sequel to the reboot and then combine the sequel to the reboot with Army of Darkness 2 with a seventh film that combines both stories. Which again is crazy because they're both different genres of film. One's, one's like pulp yeah. horror and one's well, like it's, comedy. It's like a parallel. The, I, yeah, I yeah. always look at it as like a parallel universe of, mm-hmm. of story. You know, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you've got the comedy and then you've got the horror mm. one. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, mm. um, if uh, Bruce... Campbell, I don't. Yeah, uh, Bruce, not Bruce Campbell. Uh, Sam Raimi. No. Ash. Ash. I'm <laughs> looking for his character. <laughs> Ash. Will, Ash Williams. Whether he crosses paths with Mia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With both of their chainsaw hands, mm. and uh, yeah, it would be cool. I think, but um, how they um, do it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. It's yeah, as I said, it's particularly hard to continue the franchise with this case, and even even the TV series alone is doing some pretty crazy things. Like what what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that when we've continued the franchise in the past, often they're stupid ideas, they're silly ideas, they're bizarre ideas. They <laughs> yeah, these are stupid ideas to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah, Evil yeah, Dead, anything's free. Yeah, game. yeah. Evil Dead, the Ash vs Evil Dead sounds like an idea we would pitch for continuing the franchise. Yeah, because it's like because have you can you think of another example where a, a an IP has been rebooted? And then the next instalment in that franchise has gone back to the original continuity. Um, Do you know I what I mean? I feel like there is one. Star like... Trek? No, not really. Star Trek, you maybe? They yeah, haven't Star gone, Trek, really gone they, back I yet. think Star Trek's really... I mean, I don't, I'm not a Trekkie, but I've been reading a book on transmedia storytelling. And, yeah. And they use Star Trek as an example because Star Trek has like four or five different parallel timelines going mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. And they've returned to previous canons um they they publish 400 fan fiction star trek novels a year so (laughs) that would be the only example i can think of where where they do stuff Um, like that uh um diamonds are forever came out after on a majesty's secret service yeah the um bond yeah with with james bond so that was george sean connery to george lazenby back to sean connery again yeah but whether those are different continuities is another Conversation with me. Anyway, so um, Richard, do you want to go first? How would you continue uh, the Evil um, Dead franchise? Not really, but um, <laughs> okay. So, interestingly, uh, Army of Darkness. I'm going to choose to kind of continue Army of Darkness. The I watched it on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it ends with Ash waking up in a dystopian London. Yeah, this and is the alternate he's ending. Slept too long. Yeah, and then I mentioned that to AJ because I and then I, and then I looked up and I saw that there was an alternate ending. And I watched the other one on YouTube. AJ claimed that the ending I watched hadn't been filmed. <laughs> I was and like, that was doesn't like, exist. No. Because um, I know what you're about to say, and they didn't film it. I was like, well, I watched it. Um, that's, in- that's interesting. I'll, yeah. Because yeah. what, what you mean... Sh- I'll jump you, onto that. Because yeah. you, you'd be familiar with the S-Smart ending. Okay, well, I might as well jump onto it now yeah. then. Um, I... So my, my idea, which I'll go into more detail in a moment, um, is basically that. Yeah. Because somewhere I must have seen it, mm. yeah. but then couldn't find it mm. ever again, yeah. and so felt that I'd imagined it, yeah. um, and so I built it in my own head as something similar. Um, well, does it come from this but, idea that the genre changes so dramatically through through each of the films that Army of Darkness almost feels like the next one needs to go to the future because now it like 
So yeah. screw all to, to, to well, what th- we're trying to maintain. This this is a character who transcends genre. Like yeah. he can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's probably was Sam Raimi's idea for and then for Army yeah, of yeah. Darkness Two slash Evil Dead Four. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that it seems to be the more obscure ending. Mm. But then it's the one on Netflix, and it's also the one ignored by Ash vs Evil Dead. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but so yeah, I guess I'd like to see Ash battle deadites in a dystopian mm. for some reason London if yeah. there's the big bends there I don't think it's necessarily not London mm. um, jumped continent uh, as well <laughs> yeah. as um, time yeah just like in the future all like all the mm. landmarks got shoved in the same place yeah um, yeah so and then um, that's pretty much it mm-hmm. it would be the same film mm. um, it would be cool to see a crossover with um, the the new continuity that they've talked about um, yeah but I can't think of how I'd work it into mine. Yeah. I'd love if you know they have they might maybe they have another cool IP that they could yeah. cross over with. They nearly did Freddy and Jason. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason versus yeah. Ash. Actually, yeah. no, that's I chose that. That's a, that's I a comic that. book. No, that's already no I chose it. Okay, was that your idea as well, Matt? Uh, well, I mean, I like I said, thought that I'd imagined um, the alternative <laughs> ending, um, but my like because. I probably only saw that ending once and yeah. and like never saw it again. It's t- to me, it's turned into he um, oversleeps and wakes up in like the far far future, like Futurama mm. level oh, yeah. future with aliens and all this mm. sort of stuff going on. And so that was going to be my original um, suggestion was that they continue it by jumping him into the year like three or four thousand, yeah. um, and you know he's dealing with aliens. Um, uh, but now that that actually kind of exists, <laughs> um, I think um, I don't know. I think, and this is me being a full-on like um, Cthulhu nerd and everything. But I think um, it would be cool to see them draw more on their Lovecraftian roots. Um, it would be also cool to see him in space, like jason x or something <laughs> that's like um, my go-to idea for sequels uh, we've talked about that before. to see him like <laughs> on an alien moon or something fighting one of like the great ones or you mm, know mm. cthulhu or whoever like it would be cool to yeah i think that would be my my ideal is if and i'm actually i'm hoping that they kind of do this with the tv series because it looks like they are delving more into the lore of the necronomicon mm-hmm. um I'm really, really just holding out for Ash versus Cthulhu, or yeah, yeah. you know, going up against the 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 yeah. pantheon of Lovecraftian alien gods and yeah. taking them out one by one. And yeah. there's hundreds of them, so well, maybe not hundreds, but there's a lot of them. So you could have quite a few sequels, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be cool, yeah, it'd be cool to see like a, a um, Planet Hulk slash like John Carter of Mars <laughs> kind of story with Ash. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Planet Ash. Yeah, and, can I, and I'll just thank you for saying um, Cthulhu. I've never heard that word out loud. Oh, okay. I've, well, always, I've avoided saying it my entire life because I don't know how It's supposed to be unutterable by human tongues. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I say Cthulhu. A lot of people say Cthulhu. Other people say Cthulhu. I yeah. learned Cthulhu from South Park. Yes, yeah, a lot of people think it's Cthulhu, but... Mm, I don't yeah. They're probably more correct because Cthulhu sounds less natural in my mouth because of the... Yeah. Um, whereas Cthulhu is more flowing yeah. but um i i think cthulhu I mean, oh, yeah. cthulhu it's, it's one of the like any anything that has like a um 
like argued over pronunciation. I just try and avoid saying. <laughs> like I don't I don't use the word yogurt if I can avoid it. Um, <laughs> the, the what what yeah? The, the word yogurt. Yo- I just, oh. I just don't use it. Oh, yeah. Um and I don't yogurt? Know, yeah, there's a bunch of them but I'll just like don't say um, them. People are like, oh how do you say this? I'm like, I don't say that word. Mm. <laughs> how do you say tomato? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, those red they're technically a fruit <laughs> um, cool so my idea for continuing the franchise is very similar again to an idea that already exists within the confines of people dead but basically there's an unofficial sort of companion movie I know you've seen it I haven't seen it called My Name is Bruce oh yeah which is a movie about Bruce Campbell is mistaken for Ash and is asked to fight demons right is, was, that, is that yeah it was a terrible film <laughs> so which, here's my pitch but it's it's bruce campbell as well so yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be terrible my my mm. continuation is called my name is bruce 2 ash vs ash vs the evil dead so here's what happens they're filming ash vs evil dead in new zealand as they do so i can help make it um and they are like okay in this scene um we're gonna draw a pentagram on the ground and uh, there's going to be, you know, we're going to have a, a demon come out. It's going to be really exciting. And they do it, but it's an actual pentagram. And they somehow, through their research team, get an actual incantation of the dead. And so they actually, in the middle of this film shoot, bring out this demon. And it's all set, you know, all contained within this film shoot. And they all have to fight and, Ash, and Bruce Campbell has to actually yeah. And some, like, some PA would be fired for yeah, like, yeah. actually getting yeah. the incantation. Yeah. It's like, no, you're supposed to you're supposed to change one letter. That's yeah, what we've been yeah, doing yeah. the whole season. Think, you should know um, that. We've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> I, I once read a really good pitch for This Is The End 2, where it's set at the premiere of This Is The End. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was, that's their idea. For is, it, oh, is it the yeah, actual that's idea? That's Seth that Rogen's like, official it. idea. Yeah. Um, and so everyone gets to play a part, like, themselves, um, playing a different part of themselves, exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Um, Michael Cera is actually like he played this crazy guy in the film. He's he's real mild man, and he's there with his boyfriend. Um, (laughs) And that was actually like the example they gave. Um, And yeah, yeah, and I think that's great. And then you could just do like a slightly different apocalypse every time. Yeah, and then just you could do it infinitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So that probably brings us to the end of our discussion. Um, Thank you for listening, Nick. You have a a blog. What's it called? Uh, It's called The Punk Writer. Um, so. <laughs> the look of shame on your face as you said <laughs> well <laughs> I'm a punk yeah and I'm a writer there so. you go yeah. so if you've enjoyed what Nick's to sort of the, the yarns he's been spinning um, definitely check that out is the just the punk writer yeah well I mean if you I think if you search that in Google um, you'll probably come up with my blog pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, maybe if you chuck words like horror or something like that in there as well it'll it'll bring it what's to the top, what, what was the name of your most recent blog it was called um, uh, Post-Colonialism in From Software's Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically is a, um, a look at the video game Bloodborne, which is um, very Lovecraftian. Yeah. Um, and uh, looking at that through the lens of uh, a narrative theory that's all about um, uh, racial minorities and economical minorities. Basically the idea of giving the minority character a stronger say in the story I guess is, cool. would be the easiest way to explain it so it was all about that so there's the latest, latest one that I, that I put up there cool. so okay, check well, it out yeah I'll put a link to that in the description of cool. this video and um, 
So now we're going to go on a franchise roulette where we choose yep. our next franchise. Yeah, let's find out what the next saga is going to be. Number 226. That's pretty high up there, bro. Was that, was that in slow motion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can adjust the speed. <laughs> so franchise number 226 is... Is... SpongeBob movie. Yes! <laughs> cool, so join us in two weeks' time where Richard and I will be discuss- discussing uh, the SpongeBob Sponge SquarePants Sponge movie and the SpongeBob Sponge movie Sponge Out of Water. I believe. Yeah, something like that. Come on, you got to do the cheesy show as well. <laughs> the entire show? <laughs> the entire show. Alright, we'll try to do that in the next two weeks as well, then, the entire yeah. TV show. I'm um, excited. Yeah, Spongebob SquarePants. They're what, like 15 minutes each? Yeah, but there's like literally 200 of them. I'm not, got good, I'm not good at maths, but what is that? 15 <laughs> like that's times 2,000 maths. No, it's not. Well, on that mathematical note, <laughs> we'll close off. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you like us, you can check us out at copopture.com. Uh, we have a YouTube yeah, channel. If you didn't like us, a Twitter. You can fuck off. Um, an email. Uh, it's all on the other podcast. Just listen to this one. Those are, those are the ones. This one's gone on too long. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.